Welcome to the sermon podcast of Kusada Baptist Church. We want to be a lighthouse to guide you on your journey through life. Listen as our pastor, Dr. Jim Graham, shares a message from God's Word and offers sound biblical direction for your daily life. Well, have you ever gotten an encouraging note? I'm sure you all have an encouraging note, encouraging text. They're awesome. They're awesome. They're just such fuel for you when you... Uh, uh, when you need it most. Sometimes there's something that just tells you you did a good job at something, and that's good to hear. Sometimes it is uh, uh, things aren't going great, right? And somebody's giving you the, you know, you can do it, you know, kind of thing. And sometimes it's not anything that you've done or haven't done. It's just, you know, somebody wants to tell you this is what you mean to me. You're like, you mean a lot to me, and I appreciate you, and those things are awesome. Well, um, what we're going to do over the next five weeks is we are gearing up for, for a huge event. And I, I was, you know, we usually say a term like in the life of our church. It is in the life of our church, but it's, it's kind of strange. What we're doing is we're planting another church, okay? Village church in the south part of Wetumpka. We're planting that church. And so we, uh, Patrick, there, over there, you're just throwing me off like he was there in the first service, over there. Patrick and his family are going, and Patrick's going to be the pastor of this church. He's our student minister. He's going to be the pastor of that church. And we have five other families that are leaving to go with him to do this. And uh, so um, the beginning of August, they're having their first services, and they're ready to go. So we're going to spend the next five weeks, and, uh, and I want to really preach to them, Okay. So this is great for you in some respects because it means that, you know, sometimes when we're preaching, you know, you're just sitting there going like, oh, he's speaking to me. You can now, you can turn around and go like, yeah, right, listen. You know, you do that anyway sometimes. Sometimes you're sitting there, you're going, I really wish so-and-so was here. They need to hear this. Well, this is for them that's leaving. But this is, a, this is an interesting dynamic. And the interesting thing is it's kind of scary and it's scary for everybody involved. For those leaving to plant something new, that's really difficult, right? There's a lot of unknowns. What's going to happen? What will it be? And in the one hand, you have in your mind all the great things that it could become, right? But you can't help but have in your mind the things of like, what if the, you know, what, <laughs> ah, you know, those kind of things, right? Well, it's the same thing for us, you know? We're, we're sending some, really, some leaders who are going. You know, I think three of the families, it's a deacon in our church. And uh, uh, they're people who teach Sunday school classes and small, lead small groups. They're people who serve, who uh, work on the soundboard, uh, things like that. So if you, if you wonder why over the last few weeks we're going, hey, we need somebody to work on the soundboard. We need some cart drivers. We need some, well, that's why. So we're losing people who give, they give, so there's, we're sending people away, resources away, money away, like we're sending all this stuff, which means like, so we have the same fears. Can we fill these holes? Can we make up this part of the budget? Like, what, like we have the same fears, but we also know statistically that churches that plant churches, those churches grow, and the church that plants the church tends to grow more. Why? Because people like to be a part of some, somebody who does things that shows that they really believe that God's who he says he is and is following God. So 
That's what we're doing. So I'm going to preach. Now, I do want to give you a little side note. I am preaching to these six families. But it does apply to all of us, okay? So you don't get a free pass. You, get a free, you don't get a free pass. Because the things we're going to talk about, it, it's an encouraging note that we're going to read together over the next few weeks. It's from 2 Timothy, okay? Uh, it's kind of weird to have a book of the Bible named. Usually a book of the Bible is, is written, it's, it's either the name of the author, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right? It's the name of the author who wrote it. Or, or it's a book, and it, who's it written to? Well, the he, Hebrews is written to the Hebrew people. Um, um, the Ephesians, Galatians, Philippians, those are, those are written to those people. Well, this is literally a letter from one person to one person. Paul to Timothy. Which, you know, but God said we all need to read it. So he, like, preserved it, kept it, says, here, I need you all to know this. Here's, the, here's what the letter is about. Paul is a guy who's famous. He's been doing God's work for years. He's been starting churches. And along the way, he met a young guy named Timothy, took him under his wing, mentored him, had him work with him, alongside of him, and now he's sending him off to pastor his own church. Now, in the meantime, Paul has been thrown in prison for preaching the gospel. So here he is. Imagine, your mentor has been thrown in prison and now he's writing to him, and he's writing him an encouraging note. And he's trying to say, hey, Timothy, don't let this scare you, what's happened to me. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep doing what God's called you to do. That's what our, and, and that's what our message is about. This is what this letter's about. And we're going to focus on the very first part of the letter today that he wrote to him. And what we're going to focus on is being called by God to do something. Now, you may say, oh, well, I do have a past. This is just for Patrick and those people. But I don't want you to get caught up. See, I think not only is Patrick called to go, the leader, the pastor, we talk like that. They have a calling on their lives to go do something for God. But there's five other families. You know, I hope they're going because they feel like God is leading them, calling them to go do it. That's what a calling is. Come go do this, right? Come on. Come on, go do this. So all of us, can. we all live with that kind of drawing, calling, pointing, leading, like, come on, follow me, right? So we're going to talk this morning about what that is in your life when God calls you to go do something, when, he, when he's trying to lead you and guide you. All right, so I want to just begin, I want to I just read the first eight verses of 2 Timothy chapter 1. And you can get the tone of the letter and how he's trying to encourage it. He says, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of, of Christ Jesus. I've been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. So he's talking about what he's been called to do, right? He says, I'm writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Timothy... I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. 
And I know that that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. So you get the tone of the letter, okay? And he's going to give him instructions, and we're going to talk about him over the, over the next few weeks, and, and, and I'm, I'm really excited. Never really written a sermon message, I told Patrick, I said, never written a whole sermon series for, for basically one person, but you're, you're going to get it. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. So here's what I want you all to know. We're all called. All of you are called. Everyone in this room is called. And you're called. Here's the thing about a calling. You've heard that term, right? I mean, we use it. It's not real common, but we talk about it. We may even talk about somebody like a teacher, like a school teacher. And a school teacher might say something, or we might talk about that person, and we go, it's not just a job, right? Because if it's just a job, you and those kids are in trouble. Like, it's a little more of a calling, right? So if you're going to do something like that, you, you need to have some kind of special, like, calling on your life. And we use that terminology, right? Well, we use that terminology because it's from Scripture, and we use it spiritually about being called by God. And, and, and here's the thing, though. I don't want you to think of it just as, well, you're called if you're a teacher, or you're called if you're a preacher, it's not like that. You're all called. And what you're called to do is to follow a person. It's not about the job. It's not about the assignment. It's not about doing this thing, like being a preacher. You're called to a person. Every Christian, everyone who decides to follow Jesus, you're following Jesus because he said, come follow me. When you read in Scripture, like in Matthew 4, for instance, there's a story where it says Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, called, who we call Peter, and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the lake because they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And all of his... That's what it is. Come, follow me. So that's why, really, when somebody asks me, like, are you a Christian... Like, what they're really asking me, and what I try to answer, if somebody asks me about my spiritual beliefs and that, I say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I follow Jesus. And the reason I follow Jesus is because Jesus said, come follow me. Now, everyone he makes that call to, come follow me. Some people reject it. Some people decide not to follow it. But every one of you who've said yes to Jesus, the five people who are baptized today, what they're saying is, Jesus said, come follow me, and I'm saying, okay, I'm in. So you've been called to follow Jesus. And you're called, not to a particular job, not to, you're literally called to a person, to follow Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about, to follow him. Now, uh, you're called to a person for a purpose. And that purpose is God's. 
Now, you're, you're, if you look in, in your Bible instead of what I put on the screen, like you, you might see the word plan in your Bible, or it might say purpose. But it's the same thing. God's calling it. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And it's got, there's two things about it that I want to say. There is a plan, and it's God's. There's a plan. There's a plan that God has. There's a purpose for everything that He does. There's a reason, right? There's a plan, there's a purpose, there's a reason for everything that He does, and it's His plan. Now, that is huge and very important because I need to know that God has a plan and a purpose because this world sometimes seems crazy. And this world throws all kinds of stuff at me. And what you and I need to know is that there's a plan and that it's God's plan because otherwise we'll be filled with fear. And that's why one of the first things that he says, Paul says to Timothy is, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear and timidity. Now, people sometimes ask me, what's your favorite verse in the Bible? That's difficult for me. I, I, I struggle with, you know, all kinds of favorite things. What's your favorite color? Well, it depends on the day. You know, I don't know what my favorite color is. What's your favorite kind of music? Ooh, I like a lot of different kinds of music, right? Depends on the day. Well, I'll say the same thing about Scripture. What's your favorite Scripture? Well, I don't, you know, today it's this one. You know, I really like this one. But probably the most frequent one that I choose, the most common one I choose, is this verse. And the reason I choose this verse is probably the same reason you've chosen a verse that's your favorite. It's because I need to hear it. I need to be reminded of it. You know, that, hey, life is filled with fear and anxiety. We look out at what's coming, and it fills us with fear and anxiety. We can't help it, right? It's just we don't know what's going to happen. And there's a 50% chance it's going to go badly, right? At least, you know? People ask me, somebody asked me in the first service. They said, I heard you say last week that your daughter's getting married. I said, yeah, she is. And they said like, oh, oh how do you feel about that, right? I said, like, I don't know. Right? Ask me in 10 years. I'll tell you how I feel about it, right? You know, because you know, what are the statistics, right? What are the statistics? You know, I sit there and I don't, I don't want her to go through pain and sorrow. I want her to be filled with joy and light. You know, I mean, that's what you want. Well, how's it going to turn out? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I know that there are choices they can make that it would turn out well. And I know there are choices they can make that it won't turn out well. And I know that I don't get to make those choices. They have to make them. Right? So that's the way life is. So do you have some fear and anxiety about this thing that's happening in your life? Absolutely, every one of you do. We all do. That's why I need this verse. The same way Paul is sitting here in prison and he's telling Timothy, you got some fear and anxiety about what God's leading you to do? Of course you do. You don't think Patrick has some fear and anxiety about it? You know, of course he does. What's going to happen? We don't know, right? And your mind's filled with the good possibilities, right? Oh, we're going to baptize people and reach people and the church is going to grow and it's going to be awesome. And then this other thought pop pops in your head and it's going to be like, you know, in three months from now, are we going to have enough money for me to get a paycheck, right? You know, that kind of thing. It's scary life. So Paul reminds Timothy, I want to remind you, there is a plan 
and it's God's plan. Okay? You need to know that. Because he says, God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but he's given you a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. I say that to myself all the time. So when I feel that thing, the fear, the anxiety, I go, whoop, that's not God. When he said, follow me, and I chose to follow him, and his spirit came into my life, let me tell you something. That spirit that's in my life, the fear that I'm feeling, that's not from him. The only fear that God implants in my heart is the fear of following him, the fear of not knowing him, the fear of disconnecting from him, the fear of disappointing him, the fear of God. And the Bible all throughout says the fear of God leads to wisdom. All the other fears, no. He didn't give you a spirit to be afraid of anything else, to be anxious about anything else. That's not from God. What God's spirit gave you is power, love, and self-discipline, not fear. Let me talk about those three things. Power, love, self-discipline, power. Power is the ability, the power to do it. When God came into your life, He gave you the power to do what He's called you to do. When Jesus is saying, come follow me, hey, fishermen, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They're probably sitting there going, we don't know how to do that. He's like, it's okay. The power to do what I'm calling you to do, I'll give you the power. I will give you the resources. I can do all that. I have the power, and I'm giving you. I will give to you the power to do what I call and lead you to do. You'll be able to do it. Secondly, I'm going to give you love. And love is the motivation to do it. And my problem is there's a lot of stuff I don't want to do, right? Y'all with me on that? There's a lot of stuff I don't want to do, you know? There's things I don't want to do. I'm going to tell you straight up. I don't, want to, I don't want to start a new church myself. I'll support him in doing it, but I don't want to go do it, you know? I can also tell you there are people who don't want to do what I, what I do. They, they don't want to, you know, pastor a, come in and pastor a 100-year-old church. You know, people don't want to do that, right? And there's a lot of other things in life I, I don't want to do right? Yesterday, Perlene decided to shop for a dress for the wedding. And then she asked me what I thought about the dresses. And I said, I don't want to do this. She said, do you want to go with me? No. No, I don't want to go. Let me show you the pictures from when I'm shopping. I can't, I don't know what, you need to ask somebody else. Ask some other women. I don't know, right? So there are things we don't want to do. But God will put a passion in your heart, a love to do what he wants you to do. I want to tell you something. Daryl loves worship. Loves it. Hannah loves children. Loves them. I love to preach. Love it. It's my favorite thing. Right? God will put love in your heart 
to do the thing. Love for that group of people. Love for that one person. He'll put love in your heart. And so he gives you a spirit of power to do it and the love that will motivate you to do it. You don't have to worry about those two things, you know. And then he'll give you self-discipline. Well, we need that. Because if we don't have that, we won't do it. We won't do it. I can't, but he can. In order to do his will, I have to subdue my will. My will, I get in the way, right? In order for the spirit to rule in my life, the flesh has to be tamed. In order for me to follow him, I have to deny myself. That's what Jesus said. Follow me. You want to be with me? Follow me. Take up your cross. Deny yourself. Follow me. That's what we have to do. So he says, I'll give you the, the power and the love and the self-discipline to follow me, okay? Because I'm putting my spirit within you. And I want you to know, you will fear, you will have anxiety, but those things that you're feeling, they're not from me. I'm giving you power and love and self-discipline. All right, so we're called to a person, Jesus Christ. He's the focus. And we're called for a purpose, and it's God's. And we're called with a passion that God provides. A passion. So, in the scripture I read to you, Paul said to Timothy, he said, this is why I'm reminding you, to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God gave you. He said that right before he says, God hasn't given you spirit of fear. He says, I I want you to fan into flames. I want there to be a fire burning within you. A fire burning within you to follow Jesus Christ and to do what he's called you to do. A fire that you can't put down. We were asking somebody this week, we were talking to somebody, and said, why? Why do you want to do this? This is because God's calling me to do it. Like, I have this fire to do it. I cannot not do it, right? All right, you need three things for fire. There are three things you need for fire. Who knows what they are? What do you need? Fuel. You need fuel. You got to have something that will burn. Fuel. What else do you need? Wood. Somebody said wood. That's our fuel. What? Heat. A spark. You need an ignition. You need something that goes, you know, and creates a spark and gets the fuel going. There's a third thing you need. Oxygen. Thank you. It needs air. It needs oxygen. Those are the three things you need to have fire. So here's what I need you to know. To have the flames, God's already provided the fuel. You have it. Every one of you. If, you fo- if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, He's given you the power. It's in you. He's given you the fuel. It's there. And it's all different kinds of things. Now, I know, listen, I want to make sure you understand something. Sometimes it's easy to see the fuel. You see somebody who can play the guitar and you go, ah, oh, well, I can't do that. Or you see somebody standing in front of people talking and you're like, oh, they can do that. Like, no, 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 there's all kinds of fuel to do all different kinds of things. You know, All kinds of skills and abilities and natural things that you can do, okay? Like we talk about the soundboard. There's a couple people leaving who run the soundboards. But 
So if you kind of like technical stuff and you like music, you know, then do that. Some of you have a gift. So uh, I know Kenny's looking for cart drivers, for instance. You know, what you're, you know what the number one thing that we need for cart drivers? You know why cart drivers aren't cart drivers? It's not because you can't drive. Okay? Everybody in here, if you're over a certain age, you can drive. And you can drive the carts. You know what prevents people from driving the cart? You have to be here a little early. And you have to stay a little late. You go like, well, I can't do that. Can I tell y'all something? There are some of you in this room, you can barely get here before the second song starts, okay? I know who you are. I know who you are. I see you come in. You're pretending like you just left to go to the bathroom, but you're just getting here. I know. I know who you are, okay? We're not asking you to drive the car, but I want to tell you something else. There are some people in this room, you got up at 5 o'clock this morning just like you do every morning. You did you could, if there's something new, you could have been here at 7 a.m. You could. You could. You know? You, you know what? God put things like that in your life so you could do things at 6 a.m. That's why. We all have things. God supplied you with the resources. You can teach. Some of you in here, you can talk. And you're so good at talking to, to a person. I'm not talking about to people, to a person. You're really good and natural at talking to a person. There are others of you in here who are not good at that. You don't, whatever, but you're so good at it. And I want to tell you something. You know what your gift might be? It might be being an evangelist. You can tell people about Jesus. You just talk about other stuff. Because when you talk about Jesus, it's scary. But God hasn't given you the spirit of fear. God's given you the spirit of power and love and self-discipline. And if you love that person and God's given you the gift, you can do it. So we have the fuel. God gives the spark. And here's what the spark looks like. It's an opportunity. He, just, he gets his little stick, you know, his little spark maker, and he goes, there's a person there's an opening. There's a situation. What he said to Patrick in the is he goes like, all right, Patrick, I, I've given you the fuel to preach. I want to tell you something. Patrick didn't even know he had that. If you'd have told him 20 years ago that he was going to be a pastor of a church, he'd have laughed in your face. I want to tell you something else. All of us who knew him would have also laughed in his face. Thank you, Brad. Brad's giving me a big thumbs up. We would go like, no, there's no way, no way. But when you start down this path God leads you on, he builds and builds and builds. You don't know where God's leading you. It's scary, but it's not scary if you're with God. I'll get to that in a minute. I'm just telling you, he's given you the ability. And then he goes, here's an opportunity. The 36093 zip code area is growing like crazy, and there's just very few church opportunities there. That's why we're going there. There's the opportunity. Here's a person that you work with. You got the fuel. Here's the spark. Now, God's going to provide the fuel and the spark. What you've got to do is do this. Fan it into flame. That's what he told Timothy. He said, to him, this could be dangerous. I'm going to go down. Look. You just witnessed wisdom. Uh, some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we have to provide the oxygen. 
the environment for growth. You know what happens if there's a flame, a little flame gets started and you cover it? It goes out. It can't breathe. You quench that fire. And that's what we do so many times. Here's this person. You care about them. God says, here's a spark. Tell them, tell them about Jesus. Tell them about us. And he does it. And you put it out. Here's an opportunity. You could, t- you could teach a class. You could drive a car. You could run the soundboard. You could, you could, you know, there's so many things. Like, you could do that. You could wash dishes on Wednesday night. Here you go. Look, there's an opportunity. Here's something you could do. You could get here early and hold the door open for other people, you know, and stay there long enough for the people who get here late. You know, you could just, there it is. And we go, oh, I can't do that. And we, we quench it. We put it out. Jesus says in Matthew, he was teaching, and he says when there's a light, he says you don't cover it. You don't cover it, you let it shine. You know, if you cover a light, the flame goes out. There's no oxygen. Quit quenching the Spirit. Quit putting the light out. He's saying to Timothy, don't do that. Fan it into flame. Like, get it going. God will provide. He, there's a passion inside of you that's just waiting to burst forth. For a certain group of people or a certain ministry or a certain thing. And you're perfect for it. He made you for it. He's given you the fuel. There's the spark. Fan it into flame. Let it happen. All right, so he calls us to a person. You're called to a person for a purpose that God, that God has. With a passion that God provides. And now it's down a path that he directs. It's down a path, and he directs the path. He says in verse 8, Don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to join. He's literally saying, join with me. Join with me. Go with me. The Lord will lead you, and the call is to follow. Oh, I'm so grateful. I don't know what lies ahead. I don't know what lies ahead. But I have a Savior who does, and He's going, come follow me. Come go with me. Come follow me. Let me give you two scriptures. Psalm 23. You've heard of this. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Listen to what He does. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even... Even though I walk through the darkest of valleys, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. He says, I'll go with you. I will guide you. I will lead you. I mentioned one of my favorite verses is 2 Timothy 1, 7. A lot of you, some of you, your favorite verse is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on or lean on your own understanding But seek His will in all you do, and He will direct your path. He will show you which path to take. If you trust Him and follow Him, He'll show you which path to take. So you go down a path that He's leading you on. And who knows, it might lead you. Patrick's path led him to this. This is what he started doing. He started playing in a praise band. And then he started teaching a little 
kids' Sunday school class. And then we had him lead worship for a kids' retreat. And then eventually he went and led worship for this uh, church plant down in Greenville, Alabama. And then God called him and led him to, uh, down a path to be a youth minister in Aliceville, Alabama. And then he came down a path to be our student minister here. And then God's led him down a path to go plant a church. And I want to tell you something, the path's not over. You're going down a path and God will lead you if you'll follow him. Well, it's scary. Trust him. Trust him. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. He's giving you a spirit of power and love and of self-discipline. Now, the final thing is it goes down a path. And now, finally, we get to the position. Into a position that he assigns. Verse 11, Paul says, God chose me to be a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of this good news. Like, I don't know what God's chosen you to do, but God's chosen me to be a preacher. This is the assignment I have. It won't always be my assignment. Right now, I have this assignment. This is my assignment from God to be the pastor of Casada Baptist Church. I don't know what your assignment is. Be a cart driver, be a small group teacher, to serve in the nursery, to be an evangelist at your job, share Jesus Christ. I don't know. Work with the teenagers because you love teenagers. Work with the kids because you love the kids. But God's given you an assignment. He will give you an assignment if you'll do it. He says, don't be ashamed, Timothy. Don't be ashamed. But follow the Lord. Never, he said, be ashamed to tell people about Jesus. The reason we don't is because we're afraid. He said, don't be afraid. Follow the Lord. Trust the Lord. He will give you an assignment. He has an assignment for every person in here. I should be able to ask you, What has God assigned you to do that you're doing right now for God? And your answer cannot be, well, he's assigned me to attend church. No. It's not to attend church. It's to serve the Lord, to do something for the Lord, for his kingdom. My question to you this morning is, whoever. Now, I know their assignment. I know their assignment. We're working on their assignment all along. They're going to leave and go plant a church. Patrick and these other five families. They're, they're going to leave and go plant a church. Well, what's yours? Will you take it on? Will you do it? Will you fulfill it? Because I, I think there are. Look, they're going, and I think God's going to bless them. I think it's going to be awesome. Every time he comes to me, if he's scared about something, I tell him, don't be scared. You're good, right? And then, But I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous. Right? Because, but I believe that God is leading some of you and some others to step into those roles. There are cart drivers in the room. There are sound booth operators in the room. There's future deacons in the room. There's probably another future pastor in the room. You're here. You're here. Several of you are here. If you'll just do what God's leading you to do. Every one of us are called. Every one of us. There's a passion waiting to be fanned into flame in your life. Start doing it. Take that spark and go. Do what God's called you to do. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You want to experience the fullness of Christ? Go with Him. Follow me. I know you're just fishermen. Don't worry about that. I'll make you into fisher of men if you'll go with me. Us? We're an uneducated, 
We don't know. In fact, they were so uneducated, the people said, like, it's amazing what they can do. They're dumb, right? Jim's translation. But they just followed the Lord. They just followed the Lord down the path that he directed into the position that he assigned. You can do the same thing, every single one of you. Will you do it? Will you do what God's calling you to do? That's our calling. I'm going to ask you to stand with us. There are musicians here coming because that's what God's gifted them to do. He's given them an assignment. Here they are. They're about to fulfill theirs. You know the first step in fulfilling the assignment, God's? It could be right now. could be saying, okay, God, I'll do it. You show me. I'm in. I'll push fear aside and I'll do it. There's some of you here today, I want to tell you, you're at the very beginning stage of come follow me. There are some people that got baptized today, and you, that's the step you need to take. Where Jesus Christ is saying, come follow me, and you're like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm following you, Lord. Will you choose to follow him today wherever he leads you? Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Kusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at kusadabaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.